Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 98th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here with me. If you have not already checked out the webinars I have at excelling at nolimithold'em.com, I strongly suggest you do. So we've had some excellent webinars so far from some of the best poker players and mindset experts in the world. So um, each month we actually host a free webinar with one of the authors of Excelling at No Limit Hold'em, which is my best-selling poker book that includes chapters from 18 of the best poker players and mindset experts in the world. So be sure to check that out. A quick link you can go to is just hold'embook.com. There's a lot of free content there, and I am honored to be able to bring that to you. Today's hand is from a $1,500 buy-in World Series of Poker Events. Blinds are 3,000, 6,000, and I have 164,000 chips. A loose aggressive player makes it 13,000, and everyone folds around to me in the cutoff. The loose aggressive player comes from the low jack seat. And at this point, I either need to be three betting or folding my hand. I do not think that calling is a good play at all because you're going to frequently lose after the flop whenever you call and miss if you call, whereas if you miss after the flop, Whenever you 3-bet, you very frequently win the pot. So anyway, if I'm going to 3-bet, it doesn't have to be huge. I think something like 26,000 gets the job done. I made it 27,000 when I played this hand. And the loose aggressive player calls. If he 4-bets or anything like that, I'm just going to be done with it. You can get away with making these plays because most of the time your opponents will play somewhat straightforwardly. My opponent checks the flop. Flop is jack, 8, 6, 2 spades. And... We have two clubs. I think you can go either way between betting or checking. If you think you're going to get check-raised all-in a lot of the time, I think checking behind becomes the best play by far because you induce bluffs and you get closer to showdown. If you expect your opponent to check-call a lot of the time, perhaps even with worse hands like ace-queen and pocket sevens, then I think value betting has some merit. I don't remember exactly what I did in this spot, but I think both plays are fine. If you are going to bet... A small bet is usually all you need to do to get the job done, to make your opponent fold random hands that have equity, like king-queen and queen-10. Most players will not elect to go all in, even versus a small bet. So I do bet 22,000. This might even be on the small side. Maybe I could go a hint bigger, but 22,000 is a pretty cool bet. Our opponent does stick around. I guess it's worth mentioning that whenever your opponent calls your small bet on the flop, you very frequently have the best hand if you have any sort of equity, like... Ace-King could conceivably be a value bet here if you bet 22000 But if you bet something like 40000 which is what a lot of amateur players do, all of a sudden, when you get called, you're in pretty bad shape with a hand like Ace-King and maybe even Ace-8. So by betting small, you keep your opponent in with a wider range. Always ask yourself, what range will my opponent call each particular bet size with? And then choose the bet size that gets the best result for you. So, turns a jack of clubs, which pairs the top card. That's generally good for me, because now there's one less jack in the deck. My opponent checks, and I decide to check behind. I like checking behind in this spot, mainly because if I bet and get called, I'm usually pretty unhappy. And if I check through, my opponent is still stuck in the pot with all the hands that I beat. So, I definitely like checking behind on this turn. River's another jack. So, I improve to a full house... But my full house isn't actually that great, because notice I lose to all overpairs. And most of the time, most players will check with their marginal overpairs and their good ace highs. 
To my surprise, my opponent bets 30,000 into the 116,000 chip pot. So I'm getting fantastic pot odds. Usually when your opponent gives you great pot odds, they're not bluffing. So one thing you will find a lot of amateur players do is as their bets get smaller, if they are for value, they typically get a little bit weaker. So if this player bets something like all-in, for example, notice I have one pot size bet remaining, I would have been in a pretty miserable spot, and I think I probably would have folded. I wouldn't have liked it. But is this guy really going all-in here without a reasonable pair? I would probably say no. And would someone think that an 8 or 6 is the effective nuts? I would also say no to that as well. But when this guy bets 30,000, I think I'm going to get shown something like an 8, a 6, or pocket 7s, maybe even the smaller pairs, a lot of the time. So... I don't love calling in this spot, but I think our hand's just too good to fold, especially given the great pot odds. Also notice that all the spade draws missed, also 10-9 missed. And sure enough, my opponent did have 5-4 spades. I think my opponent would have been much better off just check-shoving all-in on the flop. Notice that by check-shoving all-in over my 22,000 bet, he makes it to where he knows he's never getting the money in that bad. And he also gives me the chance to fold. If he did check shove me on the flop, I would have been pretty unhappy with my exact holding. Um, like I said, if, if you think your opponent's going to check shove you on the flop a lot, you probably want to just check behind on the flop. But if I know my opponent is a loose aggressive player, I may be inclined to call. But I mean, given that he did not check raise that on the flop, maybe my plan should be to fold to the all in because the only reason you should be calling the check shove is if you think you're is because you think your opponent's shoving with a lot of draws. And clearly he didn't do that here. And this is one of the draws that he really should be shoving because it cannot win at showdown if it doesn't improve. So kind of a cool spot. I, I don't really know what to make of my opponent's play. I think he should have just folded to the three bet preflop. I think that would have been a much better option for him. But um, I mean, when, whenever you're bluffing the river, again, you always want to ask yourself, what am I trying to get my opponent to fold? And when he bets 30,000 into the 150,000 pot or whatever it was, I guess the pot was smaller. 30 into 120. I'm going to be calling there probably ace, queen, or better. So the only time I'm folding is when I have pretty much just absolutely nothing. So do I really have that much absolute nothing in my range? I'm probably calling preflop with king, queen, and pocket tens and pocket nines, perhaps. So I don't know. I don't think I have too much stone air in my range. I mean, I have ace eight, so I probably could have had ace seven and probably could have ace nine and ace ten. And you know what? I may even look him up for a 30,000 bet with those just because all the draws missed. This is a weird spot. I, it's, it's really hard for me to figure out what my opponent's trying to accomplish in this hand. I mean, clearly he just decided on the river, I have no showdown value and I want to bluff. But this is a spot where if he just check shoves the flop, he would have gotten it all in most likely and would have lost. But at least that way he gets it in roughly flipping. As played, clearly it didn't work out too well for him because I did not fold. So that's going to be it for this episode. I want to thank you for being here. Be sure to check back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.